0: Every decision they make can have an effect on our lives.
1: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was
2: 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats.
0: This is Our Lives in Politics. With your host, Booker, and co-host, Lou Basada. It's hard to believe we're halfway through another year. I remember the older people in my life saying that time goes faster as you get older. We all heard it, but in our exuberant youth, we paid no attention. And here we are, all these years later, and we realize we really can't slow down time. I'm going to stop before I start sounding like Kamala Harris and the passage of time speech.
3: Talking about the significance of the
4: passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what
5: we need to do.
0: I still don't know what she is talking about. But here we are in July, halfway through the year. It's Independence Day, the 4th of July, a time to celebrate. And what exactly are we celebrating when we celebrate America's birth? I know that just in my life alone, we've celebrated a lot of different ways. It's changed over time. Sometimes we've been very patriotic, and other times, not really so much. I'm Booker Scott, your host for this hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio, and on our lives and politics wherever you may find our podcast. Thanks for taking the time from your life's busy schedule to support this effort of the truth that we try to bring you for liberty and justice for all. Quite honestly, this program has changed just in the last couple of days. I had an entire different hour planned for you, and I'll get to that one next week when I expose the names and organizations that coordinated the resistance against former President Donald Trump. The names are huge, the coordination, it's remarkable, and I'll do that for you next week. Our Lives in Politics is a show that has brought you national political figures, influencers, and reporters over the first half of this year. I've spent time revealing truths from congressional hearings, and sometimes I talk to one person that's trying to make a difference in the world, in this country, and sometimes we just hear from you. When we hear from the pulse of the people, when we go into a live Twitter space, and we're going to do that here in this hour. Since it's the 4th of July, let's spend some time talking about patriotism in America. What do you think patriotism is? You see, I don't believe that there's any right or wrong answer. No answer can be wrong about it. And that's interesting to me. And as I get into this hour and discuss patriotism, I also want to feature some previous guests on our lives and politics. The portfolio of interesting and intriguing people is growing, and I'm proud of the people that we've brought to you to share some of their truth. The guests brought to you in that spotlight have been super honest and really nice for giving me an hour, sometimes a half an hour. And most of them are very, very busy people, and I'm very appreciative for them coming to this platform and this show so that I can share with you. It's interesting that a couple of themes have emerged from so many of these guests, and I want to share some of those thoughts. I started having these thoughts after about three months of this year, and so many of these guests coming and kind of speaking along the same lines in their own way. The recurring themes are God and you. And whether it was Julie Kelly, Juanita Broderick, Corey Mills, Mike Davis, Matt Palumbo, Michael Johns, Court Kirkwood, or several others, each one, when talking about the country and the issues we face, always get back to God and to you. And by you, they mean, are you doing something? What are you doing to make a difference? Each of us has the ability to make a difference. You may feel like you're just one person. Well, I meet people every week that have decided to do something to make a difference from the lady at my church that decided to start a story time for kids in her neighborhood. She did that to combat the drag queen story times. She's just one person with just an idea and she got busy and is doing it. There's a person I've gotten to know the last couple of years that actually got off the couch in the state of New York. And she was tired of the democratic policies that are ruining her state And she got heavily involved in local politics up there. She's just one person, but she's made a difference. Her candidate won the congressional seat in the 22 midterm. They flipped the seat from blue to red in Congress, which helped give the power to the Republicans in the 118th Congress. Right now, she's fighting to get a constitutionalist district attorney elected in that area. And she just had a huge win this week with that race. So great job by Missy. Another friend of mine has had a hard time lately. He's, he's struggling getting a job, and luckily he just landed one this week, so great news for him. But during this time, he had to give up his horse, and he just couldn't afford to take care of it anymore. And he told me of the wonderful place that his horse ended up finding to be a new home. The place is called Morgan's Wonderland in Texas, and they've created an ultra-accessible theme park for children with disabilities. He sent me a picture of his horse just two days ago, and they had, it had children all around the horse, and they were actually painting the horse. The horse is, is uh, light gray, maybe a little bit white, and they were using the horse as a canvas, these children with disabilities. Morgan's Wonderland started as an idea by one person, and today it makes a difference for so many little children. Most ideas come from just one person so why not you we'll get into patriotism and what it means to you in just a few minutes monica matthews was a guest of mine here on our lives in politics back in february and i consider her a friend she's a great influencer on twitter and social media she's also on radio in atlanta and has been for about 10 years and besides that she's a very talented singer as she has been nominated for a Grammy in the past, and we had a great hour long conversation. Here is some of what she said
5: We don't act better because we don't know better because we rely upon our own understanding. And because three to 5% of those who are called to the battlefield of liberty, of actual liberty in the heavenlies and here on earth, read their manual. We are left to our own understanding and the understanding of others. And, and man on his best day never has a bend toward liberty. All of that glory goes to the author and finisher of our faith, who is the author of this nation's liberty. So I, I would say that it's because of our ignorance that we we are ignorant because we have not taken the time to educate ourselves on what we say we believe. And because we don't know really what we believe, other than we're all going to get a, a robe and a banjo at some point when we cross the happy rainbow with bubbles, we don't manifest the power, the sobriety, um, and the uh, resiliency that is required.
0: To maintain liberty. Matt Palumbo is Dan Bongino's content director, and he's also an author. He he wrote the book Spygate, if you remember that. I had a conversation with him about George Soros and district attorneys back in April. Uh, Palumbo wrote the book Man Behind the Curtain about George Soros. Here's what he had to say.
6: You know, you can read throughout history if you go back 100 years or 200 years or even back 2,000 years there are always people concerned about the future generation. And, you know, the, you know, you could write that off as, well, hey, people are always concerned. But there are also, you know, societies where they were concerned about the next generation and then completely got wiped off the map within a century. So, so it, you know, you could view the history both ways. And uh, unfortunately, it does – I am going to be one of those cynical people in that just the, the default ideology of someone who is not really political is – center left to left wing just because the left controls the culture. Yeah. And we have an entire generation whose idea of history is what they perceive in Netflix shows. So it's just that the whole, if whole background of how you're going to interpret reality, we've put these horse blinders on kids. I mean, the, the idea that cops are racist has become a mainstream belief to a lot of people. And it's entirely through cultures, not through data. Um, you know, there are certain beliefs like, like the transgender movement. It's a whole emperor has no clothes movement. It is, its only supported because everyone who claims to believe it doesn't want to be the one guy who goes, hey, this seems a bit ridiculous because <laughs> they know if they're the only one, everyone's going to jump down their throats like yeah. they, they've they seen what happened to J.K. Rowling for saying guys are guys and, and uh, women are women. And they want, you know what, I agree, but also I want to keep my job. We are in a post-reality era of politics, where it is we have replaced what works with what sounds good to liberals, and it it doesn't even sound good to me.
0: Mike Davis is another guy that pops up on television every time I seem to look up. Uh, He was a chief counsel on the Senate Judiciary under Senator Chuck Grassley when they confirmed 234 federal judges under President Trump. And I think a guy that would make a great attorney general someday and hopefully that'll be soon like in 2025 in January here are some of his words
7: Yeah, or christians praying uh you know praying in abortion clinics parents going to school board meetings they i mean they, look they're they're com- they they are coming after us they this is like marxism 101 they have taken over every institution in america big tech big media our government even our law enforcement and military and they are going to turn it against us. We are we are already seeing it. Like we are we are we are frogs in a boiling pot, and we need to realize that it's boiling, right? That's why this house weaponization committee is so important. You cannot have a country survive if it's intel and law enforcement agencies have been politicized and
0: United States Congressman Corey Mills visited us back in February as he just became a freshman congressman from the state of Florida. He is a decorated combat veteran, a successful businessman, and now a U.S. congressman.
8: We have to understand that the grassroots can take control of this niche once again, as it, as it did before. We've just been, look, I'll tell you, every one of us on this call, we're all responsible and we're all guilty for what we see today, because we did not early enough get up and make enough noise. And so we have to recognize it is our time now. As America First members of this nation, we have to start bringing attention. We have to start our grassroots approach and supporting our candidates and the right incumbents to be able to continue to fight for us. We can't allow them to outraise us, whether that's in cash or whether that's in noise. We have to start taking control of this because this is our nation. Our government officials are elected to represent our desires. And I don't think that us trying to just have our desires be life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, our constitutional-based rights, inalienable rights, is too much to ask. And those are the things that are being violated. This isn't just things that are, okay, it's outside of the constitutional realms of things that we can do. No, these are direct violations of our Constitution. And that should be enough for people to want to take notice and say, hey, look, I'm not supposed to be governed on my day-to-day life, on how I live by the federal government. They're there to serve me. They're there to help make sure that I'm not having a business overregulated or unconstitutionally shut down. They're there to make sure that our military is strong and not being unconstitutionally purged from these vaccines. You know, I'm not supposed to be politically targeted because of my my affiliation whether it be by the IRS or the FBI or others. We have to start understanding that we've allowed this to happen and go on and go on.
0: For well over two years, we have all kept up with what is happening on the January 6th front with the defendants that have been locked up in jails in Washington, D.C. and other places across the country as they move them around. One of the attorneys that represents about six of these defendants, he also consults another attorney on four of them, is Joseph McBride. He's another guy that you see on television quite a bit. He visited us also in February and had these words.
9: Like the cross, the cross is a mystery, right? The cross, we look at it and it's objectively the most horrible thing that we could ever think of. It's the the, the all-perfect creator of the universe, sinless, beautiful, spotless lamb being crucified and tortured by his own children. My hope is that um God will forgive us. My hope is that enough people will repent and say, Hey, listen, God, we we we're sorry. Um, we we, we got it wrong, we're always gonna get it wrong. We need your help. Um, uh, can you please, uh, can you please help us? The, the contrition doesn't have to be perfect. We just need to say, as 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 a people, and as a nation, we 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 need your intercession. We need your help. We cannot do it right without you. Left to own devices, it's going to be genocide. It's going to be murder. It's going to be a war because because we're messed up. And I hope that that God will have mercy on us, God. You know, when I, I I look at the the rise and fall of, of of Israel and the separation of the two kingdoms, and you know, I see the parallels between uh, Israel and the, in the United States of America. And uh, you know, um, there are times where Israel was sent off into captivity, and there was times where your God turned around and said, "You know what? I'm going to give you another shot, and the punishment won't be this severe." When I think about uh, Abraham. Lot going to Sodom and Gomorrah trying to find 10 good men. They weren't able to do it. and God nuked the place, right? There's a lot more than 10 good men and women here in the United States of America. There are millions of us who love God. There are millions of us who are making amends for our sins and for the sins of our nation. And we're saying, hey, have mercy on us. And I hope that um, God will have mercy on us. I hope that there will be a return to our constitutional principles, a return to the nuclear family a return to the appreciation of life, uh, from conception until the very last day. Um, and, uh, that we will put away this culture of death, uh, because if we don't, it's going to consume us. So my hope is that, uh, America could find its way and that, that God gives us the assist that we very much need in this hour.
0: Another guest that we had the first half of this year was a gentleman that I consider a friend of mine and also a very smart person compared to me. He's, uh, He's a genius, but it doesn't take much to do that, really. His name is Michael Johns. He was a speechwriter for George Bush. He also worked in the Reagan administration. He was a member and a fellow at the Heritage Foundation years ago, where he wrote the white paper on apartheid. He was also one of the founding members of the Tea Party back in 2009. Here are some of his words.
2: Well, it's my view, and big part of my message the last few years that I think we—it's too easy for us to look at the uh, malicious, malevolent forces of the world that seek to undermine the the values and um, in our country, uh, and just simply blame them. That's easy, but there's nothing new there, really. I mean, since you know, really, the first shot at Concord, we have faced major opposition around the world and in our own country that we've been able to beat back by presenting better ideas and by succeeding uh, and working together toward that. What's different now and why, why I believe we're vulnerable and why really fairly alien agendas like this have made you know in a, in a like i said in an, in an organization that has no accountability no one elected them no one really asked for their opinion to be honest mm-hmm. um such you know progress is the disorganization the <clears throat> lack of collaborative uh unified approach to the what i would describe as the conservative or patriot movement in the country which can. Comp- comprises the vast, vast majority of the American people.
0: Michael Johns there speaking to something that I also see as an issue that we have on the conservative side, the Patriot Movement, as he called it, is the collaboration. It's like a bunch of cats on a hot tin roof trying to herd them because people are going all kinds of different directions. But right now is a great time to to get involved. We have to get involved. And, you know, you you could hear there the common thread on Our Lives and Politics with these guests, there was, there was an element of God, and there was an element of people getting involved, and I found it interesting that so many guests with different backgrounds and different agendas can come to the same conclusion over and over again. As we celebrate this great country's birthday, let's consider how each one of us can make a difference in the direction that we're going. If you don't like where we are, do something about it. Personally, I see people in a couple of different categories now. They're either part of the problem by being complicit, or they're part of the solution. So which one are you? Much of this country's heroes, they were just one person, just like you. The British are coming, said Paul Revere. One particular story that I've really grown to love the last few years is that of Salem Poor. If you don't know about Salem, he was a slave and he purchased his own freedom for $26 so he could go fight for freedom and liberty at the Battle of Bunker Hill. History says Poor was a great soldier for the American cause, and our government even made a 10-cent stamp with Salem Poor on it. And then I wonder, why is this great American patriotic story not being taught to young black Americans, or even all young Americans? Shouldn't they know how all races have always been a part of the patriotic journey of this country? And you know what? Salem wasn't alone at Bunker Hill. There was a brown-skinned mountain of a man. He was six feet, six inches tall. He was from Portugal. He was an immigrant. They called him a giant as he wielded a six-foot broadsword battle after battle. And it's safe to say that the immigrant from Portugal, Peter Francisco was his name. He's a true American badass. So many of us feel the country is sliding away. Western civilization, it could be over. But America and Americans, we're still here. By the way, America lost Bunker Hill. But the battle proved we could fight the British. It meant something. Even in that defeat, the young America found a victory. For a day, for a weekend, let's remember our losses and our victories. Let's remember the dream and hope that started it all. The preamble of the Constitution sets out three things the authors of the Constitution wanted us to remember. Number one, it was the source of the power to enact that Constitution. And that power is with us, the people, we the people. The second thing, how the Constitution is ordained and established. And the third thing, it was their intent to make the Constitution legal and lasting. Let me read you the preamble of the Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. It doesn't say perfect union. It says more perfect. It's something we can improve on. And that's going to take each of us in our own way, picking up that six-foot broadsword or buying our way out of slavery to fight at Bunker Hill. Win or lose, it's a battle that has to be fought. And we have more of our lives and politics coming up in just a minute. We're going to jump into a live Twitter space because I want to hear the pulse of the people. I want to know what you think patriotism is and how you're spinning the Fourth of July. It's coming up next on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
6: Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a CofixRx nasal solution cleanse. That's CofixRx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at CofixRx.com.
5: Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Here
10: on America Outloud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesysfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next.
5: Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense. An oral care line designed to combat acid creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online
10: HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD.
8: AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
0: Welcome back to Our Lives and Politics here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I am Booker Scott. Thanks for joining us. And I mentioned there in the first half of the hour that we are going to get the pulse of the people. We want to hear the pulse. What does patriotism mean to you now? What does it meant, meant in your life? Has it changed? Is it the same? Where do you see the country? That's what we're going to talk about. And it's always the most important thing that I believe we do on our lives in politics is is hear you and listen to you and understand you. So let's get started with patriotism here in America, and let's go to Woke.
11: Hi, guys. Thank you very much. a pleasure to be here. Um, uh, my definition of patriotism Well, first on the fourth, I'll be eating hot dogs and hamburgers and tater salad and reading my Bible uh, about, you know, its uh, foundation. This nation is based on uh, Christianity. But um, I guess the ultimate form of patriotism for me would be that you would be willing to give more than you actually could or have because of the deep love you have for this country, such as Nathan Hale did a colonial soldier back during the revolution when he stated, my only regret is I only have one life to give for my country. And I would be willing to die many deaths to ensure the freedom of this country. Thank you.
0: Hey, Woke, do you think it has to take someone willing to give their life to be patriotic? Or can someone just be patriotic?
11: Well, then that depends. I mean, if they're not willing... To give their life for the country then is it really patriotism
0: i don't know that's what we're here to discuss i believe that someone i believe someone can be patriotic they can love their country without maybe willing to give their life or or limb to do that
11: this is how i see it if you're not willing to give your life for the country say you have the uh british coming over during colonial times and they're killing your neighbors and you're not willing to fight with your neighbors and give your life, then no, you're not a patriot. You might as well go ahead and join the other side.
0: Thank you, Woke. Let's go to Alvarez in California. Alvarez, go ahead.
12: Yes, hello. Uh, What do I think about when I think of the words, "We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, those being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and it's uh, to those rights that that we form governments to secure them and uh, for me that that encompasses uh, the the belief in something greater than myself with a country with all of the issues that we've experienced and all all our many issues and troubles i still believe that uh, that this is the greatest country that's done more for uh, to bring people out of poverty we uh, and for, uh, that has been on the forefront of freedom in the last 246 years. We've uh, freed uh, and rebuilt uh, Germany twice. We've we fed the African continent. We've uh, built the Panama Canal. We've expanded here in the uh, the West, and our even our our currency says "E putibus unum," of many, one. Right now is a difficult time for us as we as we reflect on on the meaning of that and even the meaning of the word patriotism in today's society it has negative con, con, connotations and i i believe that's really disingenuous show me another country that's done more in 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 the last 246 years so I, um, I I respectfully bow to those that, that gave their lives at Omaha Beach and at Normandy, at Inchon, those that came before me as uh, as the son and the grandson of, of many Marines of the 1st Marine Division uh, that obviously had retirement plans, I mean, and now lay uh, with their brothers and sisters o- o- overseas. It's time to really think about these things and uh, I would also believe, yeah, a a person doesn't necessarily have to take a life. Everybody cannot do everything, but everybody can do something. If we look at the Medal of Honor Desmond Doss uh, that we saw the movie on that was a pacifist. We look at Sergeant York, uh, who was also a pacifist. When, when, When the call of duty comes, we're all going to do our duty, that's for sure. And so that's what patriotism means to me. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Alvarez. Let's go to Evil Prevails. Evil, go ahead.
12: Thank you, Booker. I appreciate you
13: taking my call. Um, I'm a veteran over over 20 years. I fought for my country, was willing to die for my country, saw a lot of my brothers and sisters in arms who didn't make it. And we fought for the preservation of the Constitution of the United States because we are a constitutional republic. We are here for the people, of the people, and by the people. To me, patriotism doesn't have to be giving your life. Yes, there are those who make the great sacrifices, sacrifice their life for freedoms and liberties. There are those who are willing to fight on the front lines, but it's the people behind them. As they say in the military, it's the spouse at home who keeps you strong abroad. And those people that support us behind lines are just as patriot. Patriotic as those who are fighting on the front lines and up in front speaking out against uh, tyrannies, against the people. So I believe that all people are patriotic. The question is, are they willing to be patriotic? Are they willing to step up and take the call when it is time to take the call? Or if they're just going to sit down and be quiet and do nothing and let it go on by, like they did in Nazi Germany, where a lot of people sat by and did nothing and we saw how badly that went. What I do on 4th of July, is I remember those who are still serving and we usually get little gift bags together and we go around to the MPs who are at the gates, the people on CQ in the different buildings. We check ahead of time to make sure it's all right and give them little stuff because they have to be on duty while everybody else is off and everybody forgets about them. They have to be on duty, have to be on CQ, have to be on patrol, have to still keep things running and operational. And I let them know that somebody still cares. Thank you, Mr. Booker.
0: Thank you, Evil. And thank you for your service. Alvarez also, I know he was in the military as well. But but on a simpler level, Evil, specifically, what will you do with your friends and family other than going and giving the MPs something? Are you having hamburgers and hot dogs like Woke is doing?
13: Yes, we get family get-togethers usually once a month regularly anyway. But 4th of July is a very special day. We do they'll do a whole fireworks and everything to celebrate and stuff. It's a coming together, a camaraderie, not only with family, but with neighbors and others that we know to, 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 to share our patriotic belief with them and let them know that we appreciate each other and we're always there for each other because nobody can stand alone. We all depend on each other. And it's holidays like this that draws together and really bind us as one.
0: Well said. Uh, let's go to Cuervo. Cuervo in Texas.
13: Hey Booker. Um thank you for hosting this
7: this uh, this discussion. I think it's important um, because the the idea of patriotism at least to me um, has changed over the years. Um you know patriotism to me it was always been um to uh to recognize the people that have fought and died for this country to give us the freedoms that we experience so that we can have those burgers and hot dogs on on a day to honor those people but but lately it feels like we've lost that um and so uh, for me it's it's kind of a, a moment of recognition that uh to to reinform ourselves about those founding documents that Alvarez read. Uh, I think it's very important that we re-teach our friends and family of what those documents were intended to be and to keep fighting for those people who no longer have a voice. Uh, I think one of the things that really drives me is thinking about these, these people that have lost their life either serving the military or have... Um, lost their life because of, of things that are happening in our society. Um, no fault of their own. Um, and so there are ways that you can be patriotic. I, I feel like my service to my country now is being a voice for those that don't have one. Um, and so that's what it means to be patriotic to me, is to just try and be a voice for those that don't no, no longer have one. Uh, somebody needs to talk for them. And that's what drives me. Um, One last thing I wanted to add on this is that as we as we get ready to celebrate our independence, um, unfortunately for me, I just the way I see this country going, I hope it's not I hope it's not the last one. So (laughs) as just kind of a joke. I'll say that, uh, you know, uh, we can today we're able to. Uh, have hot dogs and hamburgers for Fourth of July, and let's let's just pray to God that they're not our last. That not, that we're not eating bug burgers in the next uh, in the next Fourth of July. So, so thanks again, Booker. Appreciate too so
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cuervo. And you know, as I'm listening to everyone talk about Fourth of July, no one's mentioned fireworks or firecrackers or M80s yet. Don't you have a nephew somewhere that's throwing firecrackers at you while you're eating hot dogs and hamburgers? Uh, Let's go to the kids. Kids, go ahead.
1: I appreciate you, man. You know, that's a really tough question when you're talking about patriotism and you reflect on how it all started. You know, the founders used to be like my country of Virginia, you know, and they were very much in their state love and, you know, their local people, their community. And I find myself wondering because they wanted to get away from an egregious tyrant who called them a conglomerate and, and saw them as one like mush territory but they themselves saw themselves as Virginians and Pennsylvanians you know they had a very separate but together attitude and as I sit here and I look around it's what I would consider tyranny we live in even though it's like a you know they say a a hot war and a cold war it's like a cold tyranny right it's one of them ones that you feel everywhere but everybody's smiling and pretending it's not there so it's it's kind of wild to me. But I find myself wondering, what am I a patriot for? What am I celebrating? And I look around at my community, my neighbors, and I love them. And I love everything about them. And, you know, and I love what the spirit of America used to be. But as in celebrating being together with, like, California, with New York, with, uh, I'd even say Colorado at this point, I don't know about that, you know. So I guess what I'm saying is, is I'm a patriot for everybody in my neighborhood, I'll live and die for them. Anybody comes and tries to hurt them, they got to hurt me first. But when it comes to like trying to hold this patchwork quilt together, that's full of moth and, and eaten up with rats and infested with bugs, I don't know about that. But I am definitely patriotic for my neighbors whom I love. That's what I know I'm a
0: patriot for. Thank you, kids. Appreciate that. And uh, you know, there are no wrong answers when it comes to what is patriotism, because as many people that are in this Twitter space right now, there could be that many opinions, and I don't believe any of them could be wrong. So, you know, it's it is a difficult, it's a difficult way to describe. What patriotism is what it means to each one of us could be different. For those of you that are just joining us, you are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the program Our Lives in Politics. I am Booker Scott, and let's go to the prodigal son.
11: Thank you very much, Booker, for taking my call. Uh, What patriotism means for me, it's uh, love for God, family, your neighbor, and your neighbor is not your next door neighbor. It's anybody that you meet. And then love for your country in that order. Um, I didn't serve in the military, but I chose to serve my country in a different way. I chose to be an over-the-road truck driver so everybody can have their thanks. Their and that's what patriotism means for me. I thank you for taking my call.
0: Thank you. Let's go to Princess. Princess, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I think we're in a we're in a time when there are forces that want us to abandon these things. You know, and it feels uh, and oppress them and get rid of, you know, individual liberties, except you can like ch- choose your ch- sex or something, you know what I mean? Or what your hair color is. But the only hope for the country is if people don't, you know, if people don't give up, we, we can't give up. Uh, and to me, you know, that's part of patriotism is, yes, loving the country. You know, it's hard to say, I mean, you know, are we at the point, you know, my country right or wrong? I mean, I think we're, it's okay for us to criticize our government. That's our, you know, part of free speech. And as long as we're able to do that, you know, the, you know I really believe, as others have said, that all of our rights come from um, the First Amendment. And, you know, we, that's the thing we must fight for. We have to fight for that. Otherwise, uh, they win. If we lose it, they win. And they're trying uh, very hard, you know, to rewrite. uh, I mean, the way they're trying to, first of all, they get away with ignoring the Constitution, often, uh, the powers that be right now. Uh, And we have these, you know, judges who don't seem to know what the Constitution is or they don't care. But in spite of that, we have to. Uh, never abandon the founding principles of our country. Once we do that, and if we uh, uh, agree to give up our free speech rights and go along with their censorship, and they're redefining words about what's threatening speech. I love this country. That's all I can tell you.
0: Let's go to SS in Oregon.
4: Oh, well, thank you so much. Gosh, I've heard so much good stuff. And as I was listening, I was reflecting and what came to me was my first memory of respecting the flag and it was when uh, my father and he did it with each child and it was almost like when we reached the age of 5 or it, i believe it was kindergarten but it was a privilege to go out with dad and put the flag up and it was also a privilege to go out with my father and fold the flag and He would share a little bit of history of the flag when he folded it and would explain the stars and the stripes. So when I think of patriotism, I get a feeling of pride and devotion and the love that I have for this country with its flaws and all. Yeah. Patriotism to me is respect for our veterans Patriotism to me is when the Jets fly over a NASCAR race or when they uh, salute the flag before a high school football game. Again, the memories, they flood, you know, and it was it was everything my father taught me, you know, at, at football games. I remember St. Francis High School, even after my brothers graduated, he still would go to those games because of the patriotism that that high school had for the flag and for the religion and for God. I could tell you a lot of personal stuff because this country is really personal to me. And it's been there for me when I needed it. And it's really scary right now, seeing it slip away. So that's why I say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning before I say my prayers, because that's One Nation under god thank you booker oh i got a little emotional because that's how much i love this country yeah so for the fourth of july i i get to i get to work in the morning and i get to melt the company for double time (laughs) and then uh yeah And I might even double, double, double time, but no, I'm going to go see the movie with a a good friend, a Patriot, good old boy, friend of mine. And, and we're going to flip some burgers, have some hot dogs and absolutely do what I've heard everybody say. We set up patio tables on the front lawn and um, we, we decorate it and we, we talk about, you know, yesterday, today and the past and why we're all here. So, Thank you, and God bless you all.
0: And hopefully, we can hang on for tomorrow's and more Fourth of Julys. We have time for a couple more before this half hour is over. Let's go to Mahil.
14: Hi, Booker. Uh, thank you for for the time. Real quick, uh, what patriotism means to me after uh, well, twenty one years of service and uh, becoming a naturalized citizen of this great country that my previous country could not afford its people because it was socialist and communist. <laughs> So i came to this country at the age of 11 and i realized that there's opportunity here there's equal rights there's opportunity to thrive to to become successful to be somebody uh, to work in the community with people and help each other out and that's what i did through most of my services uh trying to work my community and uh um and and, and uh, really just trying to come together with people in the community to work together and 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 uh and 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 share stories or you know just help each other out but uh I think patriotism, uh, it's going to come down to, uh, realizing what our founding fathers left for us, a constitution that provides all of us freedom of speech, religion, uh, a right, our, our basic right or human right, you know, well, our right to, uh, protect ourselves and right to bear arms. And, uh, uh with the way things are going, it's, it's more, you would think it'd be more of a foreign threat that's gonna, you know, enable, uh, you know, activate the, you know people patriots to uphold you know our constitution but it's really be of a domestic enemy that's really at you know risking uh, our livelihood our liberties and pursuit of happiness so enabling that spirit that nationalism that patriotism to either try and change or uphold our constitution through policy and and uh keep these uh politicians in check uh, or if it has to come down to, uh, you know, uh, picking up your firearm, and uh, you know, if it comes down to that, hopefully never does, because a lot of good people, you know, lose family, you know, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, you know, etc. So patriotism to me, it, it basically means don't forget that we all must come together and uphold and defend our constitution. Um, we must hold our government in check uh, for the reasons why we go overseas to fight these battles. It shouldn't be for profit and their money and their and their friendships. It should be to help other people to preserve their rights and their liberties. I think we, we've kind of lost that for, uh, uh, we we've lost that idea uh, of, uh, doing that for, for people. I think for most part, um, and too many, uh, service men and women go to war, um, for sometimes other interests, but. Being a patriot means when it comes to time to come together to protect each other, protect our kids, especially the way things are going now and being there for each other um, through the, you know, through hard times, um, risking those liberties. So and uh, for Fourth of July, I'm going to just try to have a cookout with some of my neighbors here. Um, Good old, you know, burgers, hot dogs, uh, something like that, baked beans. we all usually watch the fireworks right off our porch, which is nice. So, uh, and uh, uh, we, we, I, in the end, I think we, we just need to keep keep this uh, spirit going, and uh, re- you know, think about the reasons why we, we still have a constitution, and uh, and uh, and be prepared um, to be that patriot when the time comes. So that's what I've got. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Happy 4th of July to you, and thank you also for your service. We have time for one more. Let's go to Ultra in Florida.
15: Thank you, Booker, for doing this space. Um, For me, it's um, kind of something that SS said. Man, whenever I hear that um, national anthem play, does it not make you feel so proud, especially when you are at an event and everyone is singing it, and you know they mean it when they're singing it it just, you know, it it says everything that we are. It brings us together. It it just makes us so proud of what, you know, the foundation that we were given to be American, just to be an American. And that doesn't mean somebody that was born here. It means anybody that came here that wants to love this country and uh, be a part of it. Our founding fathers, Man, did they not know what they were doing? What great, wonderful men were they? They gave us a foundation that no other country I don't think has ever had. But um, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, whenever I hear the national anthem, it just makes me so proud. So proud to hear those words. And um, I'll just kind of throw this out there. I threw this out there last night in another space. Excuse me. Who wrote the um, Pledge of Allegiance? And um, I did not know, but it was a great, it was a great discussion on who wrote the um, the Pledge of Allegiance because it's so precious. And come to find out, somebody said that it was a socialist of all people who wrote the um, national anthem for America. So go figure, you know, God's going to put people where they need to be, no matter who they are. But um, America was definitely formed to be the greatest most loving, most giving country in the world, in history. So, um, I you know, and I cannot, I will finish this. I, I cannot finish this without saying thank you to those who served. My goodness. I mean, anybody that would sign up deliberately to join the military to fight for our freedom for people they don't even know, what kind of special people is that? I mean, they're just amazing. To leave their family And to go fight for us and to protect us. And um, 4th of July, uh, it's just going to be me and my husband here hanging out at the house, doing nothing but just uh, celebrating um, America, our independence. What more can he say? The word independence alone is just, you know, we have our independence. We can still go to church. We can still drive to the grocery store. We can still say, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance. So um, that's all. I'm just going to leave it right there. But um, thank you, Booker for um, doing this space. It's amazing. It it just makes me so proud.
11: Booker, do we have time for a quick quote? Uh,
0: Yes. I want to go to Marie, though, Woke, and then I'll come to you. Okay. Because Marie came in late, put her hand up, and she's new to the room. So I want to hear what she thinks about patriotism.
16: Um, Booker, thank you. Boy, you have a great voice. Ultra invited me in. Hi, girl. And Becky's down there, too. Something that Ultras said, I am very proud also of being an American. I, You guys have, I mean, I show it off like a badge of honor. I am just, I guess I'm a loud mouth. And you know what? You find people, like you say, a socialist wrote that. My goodness, you know, you find people everywhere that are good people, no matter where they're at, you guys okay and i i think you know you guys i'm i don't know anything i'm kind of lost and i'm just trying to be a good person and uh i i live in california it's listen you guys i've had things that are that have made it very generous for me at times and i'm i'm very grateful and to the people who served i my god you guys you're better i hate to say it than any any president we've ever had (laughs) these these are the people these are the people the people that and i guess our founding fathers some of them fought in a war i wish our presidents could measure up to your standards and grace um, and that's all I want to say. You know, I'm I'm not completely on the liberal or the conservative side. I'm kind of in the middle, but I like to talk to everybody. I just, we need some common sense, and and I'd like to ask some questions, but if you're trying to end the show, I completely understand, <laughs> so I'll shut up. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you, Marie. And let's go to Woke and get a quote.
11: Okay, guys. Um, first, I'd like to say that the, uh, Pledge of Allegiance has been uh, revised several times in the 50s or so. They added to One Nation Under God. The quote would be, um, the tree of liberty from time to time must be refreshed by the blood of tyrants and patriots.
0: And like I said earlier, patriotism can be so many different things, and I don't believe there's really a correct answer. That's sort of what makes America, America. We have individual freedoms and liberties. We can have free thought and speech. And as long as my choices don't infringe on others, then I should be free to choose and so should you. We started the hour hearing the voices of those that have shared with us on our lives and politics over the first half of this year. There was Julie Kelly, Juanita Broderick, Corey Mills, Michael Johns, Matt Palumbo, Mike Davis. And the theme that recurred with all of them was something about God and something about you. You being us, we the people. For those that see this as a battle of ideologies, a battle of good and evil, what will you do about it? Are you going to get involved? maybe you feel like there's nothing you can do. Well, my mom is 85 years old and she feels like things are in a bad spot for America right now and she tells me frequently, I can't really do anything at my age, I want to, but all I can do is pray and I pray a lot for our country. A lot of prayers are needed right now also. Whatever you do to celebrate this 4th of July, the Independence Day of the greatest country in the world, enjoy it. Have a good time with family and friends. Take your mind off the grind and connect with the real important stuff. Because those old timers were right. The ones I talked about at the top of the hour, the old people, they told us time was short, but it gets faster as we get older. Time's not going to slow down for us. Again, next week, I will get into the already planned for this week show, which is a deep dive into the NGOs, charities, and people that funded and coordinated the resistance to Donald Trump. It was uh, much more than a hashtag. It was a well-coordinated effort by Hillary Clinton, Obama, Soros, just to name a few. I'm Booker Scott, and thanks for joining me on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Happy Fourth of July. And remember, salt without flavor is worthless. And you were told over 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. Believe that and be salty. You've been listening to Our Lives and Politics on the America Out Loud Network.